this is Nicole, the editor and producer of the We Cruder podcast. I'm quickly jumping in to let our audience know that we will be posting pre-recorded podcasts for the next few weeks due to the current state of emergency. All of our employees, including myself, are home self-quarantining. On behalf of all of us at WeCruiter, we hope that everyone is staying safe and healthy during this crazy time in our lives, and we cannot wait to come back and make new content for you all in the future. Hey, so we're going through some challenging times, if you haven't noticed. It's hard not to notice when you see the headlines, oh my God, another case of coronavirus. The stock market's down another thousand points. It's like every day is fear, doom, gloom, and it could drive you crazy. And it's very easy to be thrown off your game. It's very easy just, just to get you all rattled. This is Jack Kelly with the Recruiter Podcast, which you can get on Recruiter, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. Subscribe to us. So that's my little pitch. I want to get that in right at the beginning. So, you know, because otherwise, Nicole who is the podcast director is going to be mad and yell at me. So I've got it in, so it's all good. Now, now I can get back to the show. So here's the deal. It's, it's so easy to lose focus, to lose traction, to, to kind of forget about your goals because it's, it's, it's easy to, you know, to get scared. You know, every day, you, you know, you read the newspapers, you, you go on, you know, watch cable news, and all they're doing is drumming into your head how bad the coronavirus is going to be, how bad the stock market is, how bad the economy is. It After a while, it makes you miserable. So what I suggest is something, something different today, something that you want to be able to tune this all out, get your head back together, and, and move forward with your career and become super successful regardless of how the economy is doing or what's going on in the world around us. To block everything out and focus on yourself and how you can be the best version of yourself possible. And a lot of the lessons, and this is gonna be really super fast, super easy, and, and very common sense really. As a recruiter, placing executives for 25 years you know, with top investment banks and Wall Street firms, I've had the pleasure of dealing with some really smart, capable, successful people, and also really nice people, really, you know, really engaging. And from working with them, I, I've learned so much. And, and one of the most surprising things I've learned is the things that they've done to be successful are straightforward. It's really not a mystery. It's not magic. It's not science. It's very practical, sound advice that could be implemented by everybody. So let me run through. So I, I want to go through some of these very easy to do stuff that you could implement right after this podcast, get in place and move forward with your career. So first thing that I've noticed with successful people, they don't watch a lot of television or they don't watch television at all. To them, it's just mind-numbing, waste of time. And this is even true whether it's sports, movies, whatever it may be. They try to, no pun intended, tune it out. To watch a movie for the 10th time, it feels like it's the waste, the most wasteful amount of time you could spend where you could take that time that you're just watching that movie, watching an endless baseball game that's going on forever and, and be much more productive. The same thing when it comes to phones. Rather than being glued to their phones all the time, they put the phone down. I know that sounds crazy, <laughs> but they put the phone down. Uh, you know, obviously they use it for whatever purposes, but they're not glued to it. And, the, and, and if they are on the phone, it's work-related. They may be reading articles. 
you know, they're sending messages, but they're not just goofing off and just wasting time, which we all do. A big part of success for what they do is goal setting. They just don't wake up and just, hey, whatever happens, happens, or I'm going to hope for the best. They have an outline of, hey, here's what I'm going to do today. Here's what I'm doing for this week. Here's what I'm doing for this month. Here's what I'm doing for this year. Here are my long-term goals. Here are my short-term goals. Here are my medium-term goals. And they write it down. And what I've noticed, because I've adopted a lot of these myself, when you write it down, it becomes real. Because when you write it down, you're holding yourself accountable for it. You're not fooling anybody if you don't do it because you know you promised yourself to do it. What they also do is they'll tell some close people what they plan to do. And they don't say that to brag. They don't say that because they want to show off what they're trying to achieve. But they do that to hold themselves accountable. So if you say to somebody, you know, like I have Dan over here, one of our engineers, if I say, Dan, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, he's going to know I said I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And he's going to hold me accountable because then he's going to be like, hey, Jack, I thought you were going to do this. Uh, I don't see you doing it. I'm like, shit, I got to do it. So it's like you have that added level of somebody watching over your back to make sure you're doing it. It sounds odd, but it works. It works like it because then you, every time I see Dan, I'm like, oh my God, I have to do this. I got to get it done because I know he's going to bring it up. So I'm going to do it. So not only writing it down, sharing it with some people you trust around you, and you trust that they're going to say things to encourage you and move you forward, not to give you a hard time or hope you fail, but they want to see you succeed and they're going to be behind you and they want to make sure you're following all these things. Another thing that they do is this. They pay a lot of attention to their well-being. And when I say their well-being, their physical well-being, their mental well-being, their emotional well-being. So what does that mean? It means that they're not going to go out partying on Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights and just you know, put on an extra few pounds, drink too much, eat too much, smoke too much weed, do whatever. They're going to really stay focused because they know if they don't exercise, they're not going to feel good. They're not going to feel their best. That if they eat junk food all the time, they're going to feel lousy. They're not going to feel, you know, the best they can be. So what they try to do is really get in touch with their mental well-being, their emotional well-being, their physical well-being, because then they feel they're operating at peak efficiency. Think about yourself. How bad do you feel after you completely, let's say it's a Friday night, you're going out with your friends, you eat too much, you drink too much, you're partying too much. The next day is pretty much shot. You're lying in bed. When you wake up at 2 in the afternoon, how do you feel about yourself? You feel miserable. You feel guilty. You feel like a loser. You feel, what am I doing with my life? So they, they try to avoid that at all costs. Now, this might be surprising. For a lot of people, they admit when they're afraid and scared. If they're afraid about something, if they're worried about something, they'll talk about it. It's not as if they'll avoid something because they're afraid of it. They'll go and do it, but they're going to be honest with themselves that, hey, this is something that's a little scary. I'm pushing myself. I'm taking on a new challenge. I'm getting out of my comfort zone. I'm going to do it, and I'm not going to pretend that it's easy. And I guess there's something to it because... I've adopted again. I, I've, I've stolen a lot of these things from these people over the years. See, it works because it's, it's, sometimes it gives you a comfort level if, if you're able to say to yourself, oh, yeah, I am pushing myself. It is a little scary and acknowledge those feelings, but do it anyway. What they also do is they surround themselves with smart people. You know, they don't just look for people that they're smarter than because 
a lot of people do that. They want to be the smartest person in the room. You know, they want to be the one that everyone goes to and everyone looks up to. But then they can't learn. It's like they say in tennis, you want to play against somebody who's better than you because it brings up your game. The same thing, they surround themselves with people who are really capable, really smart, but also who are really encouraging. Because sometimes you also surround yourself with really smart, capable people, but they're really competitive and they want to see you fail so, so they feel better about themselves. But you want to have that combination of kind of have this group around you who share the same enthusiasm. They want to do well. They want to succeed. They want to help each other. They want to push each other forward. They want to cheer each other on. So you have that camaraderie. So the times when you don't feel up to what you can achieve, you have that support system. Another thing they do is have the ability to stay hyper-focused. In today's society, it's so easy to get distracted with everything, with social media, with, 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 with the 24-7 news cycle. It's so easy. There's always something to get outraged about. There's always something to get ticked off about. There's always something, hey, have you heard about this? what they are capable of doing is blocking out all the noise and staying focused on what matters. And what matters, as I mentioned earlier, they're writing down, here are my goals, here's what I'm trying to achieve, here are the benchmarks I want to hit, these are the time frames I want to do it. So they stay hyper-focused to those things and block out all the other noise. There's an expression, I don't know where it came from, I think it was Mark Twain, that eat the frog first which is a really gross you know, expression and, and probably inappropriate given that we're in the coronavirus that I think started from eating, not frogs, but I think bats and snakes or whatever they were eating over there. But put that aside. So eat the frog first is kind of saying, hey, first thing in the morning, if you have a task that you need to do that's distasteful, that you don't want to do it, it sucks, it's annoying, do that first because if you don't do that it'll weigh on you throughout the day so whatever you're doing during the day it's going to be on your back thinking oh i got to do this i got to do this i'll get to it i'll get to it and you waste so much mental energy and emotional energy worried about finally doing that that you just do it suck it up eat that frog first get it done and then what happens once you do that try it out tomorrow like find something that hey you know you have to do you've been putting it off because you don't want to do it just do it there's this weird feeling of relief, like, yeah, huh. You can take a deep breath, like, yeah, I got it done. It's off my plate. I can move forward to do something else. Here's an interesting thing, and we're all guilty of this. Most people, when you're in a conversation, you're picking up your phone, you're looking at it, you're looking around, you're thinking of what you're going to say next. It's very rare when you talk with somebody that you actually just listen to them. You let them finish their sentence, you hear them out, you digest what they say, even if you disagree. That's a super skill because the other person appreciates it. Try, try this at home tonight, you'll see what I'm talking about. If you listen to your spouse, your kids, you look in the eyes, you really hear what they say, you don't interrupt them, that other person feels fantastic because they know they're being listened to. They know they're being acknowledged. They're being respected. And for you, you get to really learn more about them. And I'll, I'll add something to it as well. What I do as part of recruiting, I'll ask follow-up questions 
to draw something out because maybe they bring up a great point and to them it's obvious but to me it's not I'll ask and I'll ask open-ended questions meaning it can't be a yes or no an open-ended question so they have to elaborate on it so then you really learn more and more about that person so the key is really listening and if you want to take that next step not only listen to but then follow up with some of these open-ended questions to draw them out further so you can really understand what they're thinking, what they're doing. This is super helpful in the business context because oftentimes we're not on the same wavelength with people. We think we know what they want, but until you really have that engaging conversation and really listen, then you can understand what that other person wants and, and, and it cuts off having a lot of misunderstandings which happens all the time in business. The last thing, I told you, this would be really quick. Really quick, simple, easy, right? You know, each one, I bet you, you look and think, huh, that makes sense. I could do it. I could do it really easily. But sometimes the easy things, people don't do it, but you can. The last thing is to stay positive. It's so easy, especially as I start out this podcast with what's going on today. It's so easy to be negative, to be angry, to be resentful, to just be pissed off. It's easy. And you know what? You would be right if you would. I mean, things, you know, a lot of things in life are unfair. A lot of things are bad. A lot of people have bad breaks. And it's really unfortunate. A lot of people going through really tough times. And the crazy thing is, no matter how bad you have it, you know there's someone out there who has it way worse. And then there's somebody who has it way, way, way worse than that other person. So it's easy to go through and be miserable and cranky and ornery and angry. And, and let's face it, you go to the office, let's be frank, how many people are like that? I would say the vast majority. And then what happens, they almost take pleasure bringing everyone down with them. That kind of negativity is like it hangs around them like this black cloud, and then engulfs everybody around you. And it's easy to get sucked up into that vortex. So what highly successful people do is they try to stay positive. And we say try, because it's not easy. It's work. It's like anything else. They got to work at it. They got to find the positive things. They got to see that silver lining. They got to see, hey, you know, hey, something bad happened, but where's the good in it? And how can I benefit? How can I move forward? So they constantly do that. Not only they constantly do that, they work at it. And they also work at shutting out that negative loop that goes on your head. I mean, we all have it where there's that kind of play of, oh, I shouldn't do this because this will happen. Or some, this happened in the past, so I'm not going to do it because the bad thing will happen again. Whatever the case may be, but that constant critical negative loop, they, they put the brakes on it. Or at least they assessed, hey, I am thinking these thoughts. Let me put them aside because they're not valid. They're holding me back and kind of replace them with a positive thought process. So to wrap it up, we like to make things sound difficult and we want, to be, you want these things to be like, oh my God, they're so sophisticated. I can never do it. But a lot of things really boil down to very simple steps. And here, yeah, the simple steps Shut off the TV, put down the phone, set your goals, put them in writing, keep mentally, emotionally, and physically fit. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be worried about taking on new challenges. Don't quit. Keep plugging forward. Surround yourself with smart, successful people who share your values, who have the best interests at heart for you. Focus on what truly matters and block out the rest. Eat the frog first. Listen, really listen to people when they talk to you so you get a better understanding of who they are and what they like and how you could help them. 
And the last thing, stay positive. So try that out and you'll see immediately a big difference in how you feel about yourself and how others perceive you. And it becomes this self-fulfilling positive cycle where more people want to be around you because they feel, wow, I like this person. I like their attitude, their positivity. They bring something to the table. They appreciate me. And, and you find it, it not only helps you, but it helps everyone around you. So I hope this helps. This is kind of a little bit of different podcast. It's not really necessary how to get a job or things like that, but I really how to be you know, a successful person. And when that happens, I guess it does relate to you. Because when that happens and you're more likable, people want to be around you, the opportunities come to you. You get the promotions. You get the calls from recruiters. People give your name out when they hear, hey, this job is open. Do you know somebody? They're going to say, hey, yeah, call this guy Jack. He's a great guy. Trust me. Meet him. You're going to like him. So it does work in terms of not only for you having a better life, but really helping your career. So this is Jack Kelly with the Recruiter Podcast. And as I mentioned before, check us out on YouTube, on Apple, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on Recruiter. Subscribe to us. And as always, I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. You ever have any questions, you wanna bounce something off of me, you want some insight, I'm always here, feel free to get in touch with me. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.